Welcome back to John Graves Kayak Fishing here, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning back in. I've been spending the past number of weeks just going around and asking bass anglers from all over and all walks of life what they do and what they have found out during the spawn. And, you know, once you find one bass angler, you tend to found all of them, just like banjo players. Kids grow up here riding their BMX bikes down to the retention ponds or down to the canals. And these kids not only have stories, but they also have pictures of literally four, five, six, seven pounders, one after another, after another, after another. So they know what happens during the spawn and usually routinely what they use to catch those bass. So again, just asking questions of everybody this is what I have figured out for myself and I have also taken in from other folks as well. So let's call it stage one and let's call stage one when the male bass move up. Now in Florida, the bucks first move up onto the beds when the water temperature is usually like 58, 59 degrees and they usually make beds only 12 to 18 inches deep because the warmest water in the is in the extreme shallows and this water is dark so i imagine it holds a lot of that heat the bass spawn deeper as the water continually heats up so once it hits that 58 degrees or so boom they start the early stage of the spawn and then as it heats up you will find that these bass have backed off a little bit You'll see bucks on beds four or five days prior to the females show up. That So that usually means that the females are in the same general area just cruising around. And I have found that out to be true just last Sunday. I backed off of the shallows a little bit, went out, looked at some other target areas deeper in the water in five, six feet, and boom, that's where the females were just hanging off. But you really don't have to go very far. Now, to catch the big females... Uh, you can fan cast a number of things, but I tend to start off with a buzz bait, whether it's one of my favorites, a Booyah Bayou uh, buzz bait or a uh, Tennessee rod knocker. If you've never heard one of those, I picked it up in Cleveland, Tennessee at a place called Fish Tails. Uh, on, uh, gosh, what road is that? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not going to give out wrong information. Google it, man. Fish Tails. They sell a buzz bait called a rod knocker, a Tennessee rod knocker. And I absolutely love that thing. You, you fan cast that over submerged hydrilla or eelgrass or peppergrass near those beds. That is where you are probably going to find those big females. If they refuse the buzz bait, then swim something smaller, a little bit more profile, a little bit less profile on it. And a little bit less racket, like maybe a Texas rigged uh, six-inch lizard or like a seven-and-a-half-inch ribbon tail worm over that grass. And and just creep it nice and slow. You don't have to move it really fast. If you match that up with just like a straight shank four-aught hook and maybe a one-sixteenth or a one-eighth-ounce bullet sinker, uh, and you just make super long cast over the grass... I use personally a seven foot uh, medium heavy uh, bait casting rod from uh, Mer- or, uh, I'm sorry, LittleMiamiOutfitters.com, the Proteus 
from Little Miami Outfitters. Uh, com. It is the Proteus, and I absolutely love that baitcasting rod. Uh, and I have on there maybe just <clears throat> as much as a 16-pound fluorocarbon line. Hold that rod tip up around the 10 o'clock uh, position and maintain like a steady yet slow retrieve and allow that bait to bounce through the grass and you will you are going to find some strikes there. Look for those strikes. If you have to slow it down, you have to change some plastics, maybe s- smaller profile or something. If you get no strikes, those bass are in there. Okay. A lot of the times, the bait runs over a bed that you absolutely can't see. And that right there is a great way to catch a big female. And as in Saturday, you catch a tremendous amount of bucks doing this. I, I probably... 20, 30 plus. I, I mean, I know I caught at least 20, 13, 14, and 15 inch very healthy male bucks doing this. And that would have been one fantastic day in Cincinnati fishing from a kayak for sure. Um, should swimming a uh, lizard or worm fail to catch those females? Go to the ledges just outside of the spawning area and maybe drag a Carolina rig with like a six-inch lizard uh, using a uh, one-ounce weight. Uh, And these ledges are typically like a hard bottom three to five feet deep from the drop into like 10 feet of water. You will find some big females uh, hunkered up there. And, And the heavy sinker certainly helps you cast farther and you can feel that bottom, which I love that. I love feeling the bottom. I have to stay connected, either seeing it, feeling it. I have to for my own uh, 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 insanity, I should say. I have to feel the bottom. I absolutely love that. John Graves, Kayak Fishing will be right back. We're going to talk about stage two when the bucks and the females really start to party. I'll be right back. We all know that you can spend a lot of money on some Torquedo motors, on any type of propulsion device that you're going to put on your kayak. Along with it comes the cost of the wiring and the cost of the batteries too. And it is a heavy, somewhat load to tack onto your kayak. So uh, you're probably not going to be loading something up like that in the back of your truck. If you do, you probably got much bigger biceps than I do. Um, you're probably going to be pulling a trailer and using this thing a lot like a bass boat. Well, if you got a little mini bass boat, now's the time to use it because you're going to be wanting to hunt the pairs down, the females and the males. Man, turn that torpedo on and, and ride that thing in the shallows like you got a 50 Evan route on the back of your kayak. Just blast down through there. Look not so fast where you can't see the pairs, but look for the beds, look for the pairs, and then mark them with a stick mark them with something maybe an identification take a picture of that spot uh, where that bed is located so you can come back to it that pair is not going to go anywhere soon so this might be in your pre-fishing whatever you do 
whatever that agenda is. You got uh, two or three days, four days to, to pre-fish for a tournament that's happening during the spawn. Man, mark that bed in some way. Take a picture. Take a little stick. Nobody's going to recognize it. You certainly don't want to put a neon flashing sign there. That's advertising the fact that there's just one big healthy female. Big girls here. You don't want to do that. You want to uh, just... I take pictures. That's what I do. Where is that spot? I know it's around here somewhere. Boom. Usually you don't forget it, especially if you visually see that pair. You're not going to really forget it, but then I can go, oh, it's right there because the rock is right behind it or that particular cypress tree <clears throat> is right behind it. So that's one thing that I, I do. Um, run a green pumpkin, like three and three quarter inch yum crawl over that. Uh, I really like yum uh, plastics and zoom plastics. Uh, they You can find them just about everywhere and they are relatively inexpensive compared to the other brands. And they, to me, last a little bit longer than most of them. I would rig that up with a quarter-ounce tungsten uh, sinker. And, boy, you pull that through just real nice and slow. That will tempt a lot more strikes from bedding bass than just about any other bait. Um, before you begin casting, though, look for that target zone beyond the back of the nest and back away from it to a distance where you, you can't see the bass. And then most likely the bass can't see you. So stay within your comfort zone of casting capabilities. If you only have the ability and feel comfortable casting so far, you don't want to just blow everything by just getting caught up in the weeds, be right behind that bedding area, getting caught in a tree... Uh, you just don't want to do that. Stay within your comfort zone. And it does, it, it did me a lot of good. And I know it sounds crazy, but I sat in my kayak uh, and I set up targets in my yard. Just uh, My kayak was in my yard, sitting there in grass, and I would just practice hitting these targets. And I found out that way really where my very comfortable uh, target zone was. So that is something to try. Uh, and it, it's it's fun too. So if you ever get bored, Put up some cones, you know, try to knock something off the cones. That's always a lot of fun too. But um, cast beyond that nesting area uh, at your chosen target area. So you're, you've got a target, you shoot at it, and then you pull that lure slowly through that nesting area. But not until after casting. Let that, let that just soak a little. It'll just stay there. Pause. You'll have a slack line. Pause. Take a deep breath. It's a lot of fun when you see that slack line go straight all of a sudden. You know you have something on there, and it goes fast sometimes. But just let it sit there. Count to two or three. And then slowly start bringing that lure through that nest area. And this really triggers them. Really triggers them. The moon phase here... And everywhere influences how long it takes to catch a bedding bass. Because the bass are a hell of a lot more aggressive during a full or new moon when the waves of spawners just swarm into the shallows. I think that was my case Saturday. There are fewer bass on the beds during the first and third quarters of the moon. And the bass are more reluctant uh, to bite then. And I 
didn't pay much attention to this until I actually moved to Florida. Here in this state, it seems to be a lab of study everywhere when it comes to bass fishing. As water is here, it's there, it's everywhere. Therefore, the bass are everywhere and the weather really presents uh, the sun and the moon in all of their glory. So it's right there. The full moons down here are amazing. Now, the next option is to uh, drop shot. Uh, something like one of the plastics from Exodon Lures. They make great drop shot lures. Man, five inches above like a 316th ounce weight. Nose hook that bad boy and fish it on an eight or 10 pound test line. Just sit there and tease them a little bit. The great thing about the drop shot is that you can you can just shake that uh, drop shot right there for an hour. And never move it outside of the area. So you could really aggravate the bejesus out of a pairing, uh, spawning uh, pair of bass. And this really gets them fired up. Now, and then the last resort is to like bump the female on the head with a bait. And really just kind of trigger her. You know, it's sort of like when that, that fly all of a sudden lands on your forehead. And you just swing at it all of a sudden. That happens with those females uh, as well. Bump them on the head and see if they just don't go at it. Uh, next, we're going to do uh, talk about uh, a, like a stage three kind of thing. Let's talk about uh, what happens during uh, that laying of the eggs and then uh, on to when the females actually leave the beds. John Graves Kayak Fishing will be right back. Welcome back to John Graves Kayak Fishing, everybody. Really do appreciate it. We're talking about the stages of the bass spawning here in Florida. Stage one, when the bucks move up. Stage two, when the bucks and the females pair up together. Stage three, man, let's call this rock and roll. The female bass who has found a companionship with that male and uh, one who has decided on that male and the appropriate nest that she has fell in love with, she deems appropriate for dropping those eggs. She is immediately going to move into that and she is ready to do it. Typically, she will rock back and forth on the bottom. The male will actually hit her in the sides to break loose those eggs and to allow her to... Uh, dissipate them over the nest a little bit easier you might say you can usually fish close enough to see this rolling and rocking action uh, back and forth without scaring them off or spooking them because i mean you know when the juices start flowing man during that particular moment it's hard for any of us to break away i i guess is the way to put it you could literally drop a bottle of champagne and a pack of marlboro cigarettes in between those two bass and they will they will not pay attention to it so it can be very very hard and frustrating to get their attention with your lures while they are in this stage of the spawn though it's hard to catch a female while she is rolling it is really now or never because as soon as she finishes dropping her eggs working this stage uh, she's going to slowly work her way from that nest. She will hang out with that male to protect that nest for a few days, but then she's gone. 
your lure choice fails to get a bite, switch to a bright color, like even a white, maybe a Texas rig, six inch lizard on a quarter ounce sinker. This really, the bright color helps the bass to see that and that could possibly break uh, their attention away from that party they are engaged in. And you just need that attention broken away for uh, a few seconds. Fish this lure absolutely as close as you can to that female's mouth. Because I'll tell you what, she is laying on that nest and she is very comfortable and probably very unwilling to move and she won't move for a while. If that does not work, again, that next option is the great drop shot five inches above a three sixteenths out weight, nose hook, a um, like a Z drop, a zoom Z drop in a, a watermelon red and serve that up on an eight pound, a 10 pound uh, test line. Again, the great thing about the drop shot is that you can shake that worm right in front of her for a long time and you don't have to move. You just want to keep doing it until you really, really get her aggravated. And again, a last resort is to bump that thing on her head and just try to piss her off to uh, trigger a reflex strike. Stage four, after the eggs have been laid down, the females are going to start leaving those beds. And when you see mostly bucks on the beds and just a big cloud of bass fry, you literally have to switch gears to catch those females. Working a buzz bait tight to the docks and dock pilings often will put you in touch with the females soon after they drop their eggs and leave that nest. As the big mamas vacate those shallows and head toward some deeper water, they often stop at the docks to rest and feed, especially in Florida. It's warm, it's in a, it's, uh, it gets very warm in the water and uh, they're in that shade and they're resting as they move on out. Uh, they're lazy in action and they are absolutely famished after the spawn ordeal. And they are usually very willing to grab a quick and easy topwater. So do not deny yourself some topwater action during uh, this stage of the spawn. If you are dealing with uh, some heavy fishing pressure, just downsize that bait to a Texas rig, an Ultra Vibe Speed Worm by Zoom is one of my favorite on a three-aught hook. And you can even just pinch a tiny, one of those old school, like number eight split shots to the line at the nose of that worm. And, uh, you know, do it like your grandfather did it. And chances are you will get your girl. This is a very challenging time, yet a very exciting time to catch bass and probably that one uh, moment in the year will you will actually land that personal best large mouth bass. So I hope this information helped you out a little bit. Folks, thank you so much again for listening to John Graves Kayak Fishing. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I'm going to leave you with this. Whatever it is that... Uh, drives you and keep you alive. I don't care how crazy it is. Folks, just keep doing it. Thank you so much. John Graves Kayak Fishing, over and out.
What were you doing in 1978, I ask? Do you know smallpox were eradicated in that year, 1978? But more importantly, in Blue Ash, Ohio, Strictly Sale opened up their doors. Check them out, folks. They got a huge, huge inventory of kayaks, and it is literally the best customer service you're going to find out there. The Tacy family, they've been there since 1978. Check them out, strictlysaleinc.com. What were you doing in 1978?